0: Hello, I'm Sadia.
1: And I'm Yinka.
0: And you're listening to Minding the Gap, our new podcast that's all about our gap year. Um, and obviously it's a play on the Mind the Gap thing because we're both Londoners. Yeah. Yeah. Episode we're going to talk about purpose, about our own purpose, Sis, and about the purpose of this podcast.
1: Yeah. So we're introducing the podcast and why we've decided to start a new one because obviously we had another podcast before called yep. Scholarly Conversation. Yeah,
0: that was a bit of a prototypical one.
1: Yeah, like we were very much experimenting on like how to edit and everything. Hopefully the editing this one's better and like i mean i was proud of the editing that one because like I, because you did it yeah of course i'm like we have to be proud of what you do and i mm-hmm. put in like music and everything and that was good even though i'm very sure those music had to be copyrighted but i recorded them not just put the actual things. okay so. Yinka,
0: this is about our new podcast yeah. not the old one anyway um so yinka who are you and what is your purpose
1: um, that's a very deep question. I know,
0: we're going it's, right into the deep end.
1: But it's too deep, I don't know. It's like, no one knows what their purpose is. But my name is Yinka, and I'm a 19-year-old, you know?
0: Interesting. That's why Same. I'm at the,
1: at the moment, you know? Just go with the flow of what that means. What does it mean to be 19? What does it mean to be...
0: Mm, age is an arbitrary construct.
1: Tell that to the traffic people. Tell that to Flippin' Oh, in TFL to TFL, exactly. Money. We have yeah. to
0: pay... For adult oysters now, 100. while on a gap year, um, working our butts off because we're pretty working class.
1: Very much, yes. yes. <laughs>
0: now, in terms of how things are going to be different from um, our last podcast to this one, first of all, we're going to try not to pander to any specific audience. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to be as authentic as possible. Try. Yes, indeed. And, um, as the cliche saying goes, gap years are an excellent time to find yourself. Gap-ya. Gap-ya, sorry. No. Um, so hopefully this episode, who we are in this episode and who we are in our final episode, actually, hopefully it goes on, right? Yeah,
1: hopefully it goes on, but like, it'll be it'll be very nice to like, look at how much we've progressed or yeah. like changed as people hopefully. in the year.
0: Yeah. So my idea for the first part of this podcast is... Um, for our audience to find out a bit more about us mm-hmm. so I found a list of interesting questions on Pinterest if Ooh. I could ask you the first one
1: okay sure and I'm out in the second one uh,
0: sure why not
1: okay
0: okay so the first question is if someone wanted to really understand you what would you have them read watch and listen to
1: Ooh,
0: this is good. Awesome question. <laughs> yeah right? it's a
1: very good question Um, I probably told them to read The Handmaid's Tale because obviously it's just... That's really
0: weird, Yinka. I feel like I should call the police.
1: I mean, The Handmaid's Tale is just such an amazing book. But I I don't know why I fell in love with it. But, like, I'm just in love with the book. Like, I didn't really like the TV show. Loved the first season. The second season just became trash. Because I I really hate the fact that the TV show are trying to make her a feminist. And it's like... It just falls into that stereotypical like white feminist, like white savior kind of thing, and I just didn't but like that.
0: Why does why would this help uh, someone understand you by reading it?
1: Um, because I really love history, and like me falling in love with history was because of that book. The final chapter of the book was about was a historical like account of everything that's happened, and it's really and yeah. So if you want to know me more, that's that kind of book you'd read. Okay, in terms- and terms. What- in terms of watching, just watch any show produced by Shonda Rhimes. That is basically me. Or watch any episode of Shameless. Or The Thick of It, actually. Or Veep. Any of those shows. And in terms of listening, listen to any music by James Bay. Or any African artist. Yinka Yefele. That's like my person.
0: Okay um my turn i'll ask and myself the for question you? no um, i'm gonna answer the first one as well
1: okay yeah of course okay
0: yeah. um so if someone wanted to really understand me and who i am at present um i would get them to read books on sufism and islamic psychology wow amazing um poetry books um watch i would get them to watch um brooklyn Nine mm-hmm. and gilmore girls of course even though i don't particularly like rory anymore as a character but anyway um and i would get them to listen to the basic music i listen to like alessia cara sean mendez Ed Ed and turkish music i'm really into turkish music right oh now oh
1: my gosh i'm really into this new guy i just found it's not new but like i just found him his name is um amir no his name's tamino
0: it's he has he has it's, an, he has, yeah, Tamino, it's like. Tamino
1: He has an album called Amir. That's why I always get it confused. Oh. And like he's Algerian, and his music is like indie music, but with Algerian flair. Oh nice! It's so beautiful.
0: Algerian music sounds very electronic, from what like I mean,
1: yeah, it sounds but... electronic and very. It sounds more like Arab music than anything. But uh, suppose...
0: Algerians are Arab. I
1: know, I know, but like it sounds, sal- it sounds very like like you think it's from like Iran or something. Mm,
0: interesting. Okay, next question.
1: Okay, so, have you ever found a writer who thinks just like you? If so, who?
0: Okay, this is going to sound very weird, but... um, First of all, Sylvia Plath.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Honestly, (gasps) Sylvia Plath's works
0: speak volumes to me, so all her quotes... I can completely identify with them. I know where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. We're both neurotic, highly neurotic, you know. I understand why she stuck her head in, that <laughs> woman.
1: <laughs> Don't say stuff like that. <laughs> That's so dark.
0: I know. Just like me. Anyway, and also Rumi. hmm Rumi, people tend to, like, take his quotes and his poems and sort of... Uh,
1: I swear there's, like, a big controversy about him that, like, his... I was reading something on Twitter. I can't remember now.
0: Don't believe everything you read on Twitter.
1: I mean, that's my source of information. Of course If not read it, it's Twitter. So.
0: Um, have you ever found a writer who thinks just like you do?
1: Um, I wouldn't say oh. just like me.
0: Anne Frank also. I love her diary. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say just like me, but I think James Baldwin's like a big inspiration for me. Like his essays are everything like I wish I could write and hopefully one day I'm yeah. able to write
0: have and, you like, read Go Tell It on the Mountain?
1: yeah Go you? Tell It on the Mountain yeah yes. I've read i read most of his essays more than I actually like his books, mm-hmm. but I love the, one of his plays that I love more than anything is um, Blues for Mr. Charlie it's, it's just it's a play about like a white a black okay yeah it's a play about, it's just an amazing play I'm not going to say what it's about because I just want everyone to read it but mm-hmm. it's amazing
0: Okay, um third question. List your fandoms, maybe one or two, and one character from each that you identify with.
1: Mm, my fandom. Didn't really have a lot. But I swear
0: you're into Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, I mean everyone's into Game of Thrones. It's like it's like saying I, I swear you drink water, it's like
0: uh, everyone drinks water kinda. Of
1: okay. But yeah, I'd say Shameless Not enough people give it The credit it deserves And Veep Not enough UK people Watch Veep And the show was inspired By The Thick of It Which is a British show Like about British politics So I don't understand Why people don't love it Like it's the most amazing Like piece of Fiction ever It's so real as well Like it's so real Like what's going on there It's like ugh, Just watch it Veep. Okay
0: And the characters That you identify with From them
1: um, I identify with Selena In terms of how Selena like, Gomez No Ew Selina. Selena is like the main character of the of V and she's the vice president and becomes president. And I just identify with her in the sense of like she's very like ambitious, but I don't identify in the way like she goes to get what she wants. Mm-hmm. Like she by the end of this of the of the seasons and stuff, she just starts like effing up everyone who loves her and like everyone around her. And I don't know I like, I don't know if identify with that, but I just identify with how like she 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 knows she can do big things and like yeah. she doesn't let anyone stop her from doing big things.
0: Brilliant. Okay, so the fandoms that I particularly like are the Marvel universe mm-hmm. and I mostly identify with MJ from Spider-Man. Okay. I love her. Oh my god, drawing people in crisis and being really awkward absolutely love her and her style and Zendaya hello.
1: She puts herself in danger all the time. Like, how many movies has she died in? Gosh. I'm about
0: MJ from the new Spider-Man, Tom know, Holland, but all the Superior MJ's one.
1: Always die um, all the time.
0: Okay, and also I like Harry Potter because I'm basic, and I used to identify quite a lot with Hermione because I would be a dyer as a student, but now I think I identify more with Luna Lovegood. I think she's the one that knows the most truth. Like, she's the crazy one. Mm-hmm. Like me, but yeah, she's the seer of truth, and I aspire to be like her.
1: Okay. Um, do you like your name? Is there any any other name that would you think would fit you better?
0: Um, I really like my name, but I don't like that it's. I don't know why people find it difficult to pronounce. Sadia. And I yeah, I always have to say Sadia, and they're like, sorry what? I have to say Sadia. It rhymes with Nadia. <laughs> um, yeah, my name is actually Sardia. Yeah okay. um, Which means happy or fortunate
1: uh. Which is
0: ironic because sad in Sadia, And I'm a sad person <laughs> um, And my other name is Jannath Which means heaven Okay, I quite like my names um, I did try to like change it De facto one, at one point When I had a hippie phase I tried to make my name Sasankwa
1: Oh, God. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've I loved my name because my name is very, you know, my name is just Yinka. It's like no, no, no.
0: It's not just Yinka. Do you want to say the full thing?
1: I mean, it's not that long. It's like Ola Yinka. It's just... It's, there's different. so many names. And my name's Ola Yinka. Like, the other ones, like, I don't really... It's not like I don't like them or anything. They're just, like... They're just names I was given by my dad. So... Mm. Like they're me.
0: still your
1: names. Yeah, they're still my names. Like Ola Yinka, Ahmed Ayla. It's like it's very Muslim names, but okay, yeah.
0: Okay, we've got an Islamophobe on our hands.
1: Of course we do. Everyone's Islamophobe, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But how can I hate my own people? So it makes no sense. Zadia, get yourself some brain.
0: Okay, I will. Um, okay, next question. Oh wow, do you think of yourself as a human being or a human doing? Do you identify yourself by the things you do? And this links to what we're going to be talking about later in terms of purpose. Mm -hmm. Are you a human being or a human doing?
1: What's a human being?
0: As in, what they're trying to get at is, are you more of a BR? Like, you put your significance on just being? Or do you place much of your self-worth on doing, doing, doing?
1: I think I'm definitely more doing. Because people who... Are you gonna say you're being? I'll explain because I'm about to cost you out. Like, no, go I ahead, feel go like ahead. people who are like human beings, like who place their stuff on like just being and living. It's like I, I kind of, I'm that to an extent where like I live, and I try not to stress myself out too much, but I feel like people who don't do, like, just a part of the problem, let's say that.
0: Okay, yeah, I agree that both extremes are completely wrong, Mm -hmm. but I think that being should take precedence over doing all the time. I'll go into it more later, but I think if you've you've given yourself and your health to being a human doer, and if you hate yourself when you're not doing anything, I think that says a lot about what's wrong with the system first of all. I
1: I was going to say that, but like, is is that not a very um, idealistic way of thinking, but in the world we live in in society we live in, the capitalist culture we live in.
0: Yeah, but change starts within the that. individual um, Okay, I know it's it might be a classist thing to say because some people literally have to do, do, do in order to survive, 100%. but we, we need to somehow change that system, like it's it's disgusting and also, some people who take it upon themselves to always be doing and doing, I feel like they are trying to run from what they'd be forced to deal with if everything was just still. And that says a lot.
1: I still think that's very idealistic. Like, I get the thing about, like, change starts with the one person or the one step or that, like, you know, hippie stuff. But I still think you need to...
0: Um, yes, I now identify as a Sufi and we're the hippies of the Muslim world. <sighs> so just call me Sasankwa, okay?
1: Oh, Wow. <laughs> Next question is.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Are you religious or spiritual? I'm very religious. Well, I Yinka goes yeah, to church. I go to church. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I love going to church. Community is amazing. You know, it's like also learning about. Like Wednesdays are my favorite because, like, you know, you listen to. Wednesdays when you actually get to talk about the Bible and actually debate it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sundays mm-hmm. more you just listen to a preaching. The first Sunday of every month is always amazing in my church because it's, like, dancing and stuff. Mm. But Wednesdays are my favourite because you actually go into the Bible. It's not just someone just telling you, this is it, kind of thing.
0: Um, Okay, me being religious or spiritual, um, I was brought up to be fairly religious. I loved my religion. And then there were problems that I had with um, some of the things that were being practised and that I was being told. So I departed from it for a while, tried to replace it with spirituality, but I found that quite to be quite unsatisfactory, and we'll go into that when we have our religion podcast, mm-hmm. I mean, episode. Um, so now I've entered the realm of Sufism, and oh my gosh, it just... My, my heart feels at ease after years and years. It's amazing, and um, the mosque that I was used to frequenting, uh, I go there to pray sometimes still, but I've joined... A new mosque and it feels mm-hmm. way more homely like i walked in and these beautiful lovely women they were just like holding me by the hand and then kissing my cheek and i found <laughs> that so lovely okay um do you care about your ethnicity
1: i'm gonna sound very stupid but what's an ethnicity
0: well didn't you say it's nigeria day today nigerian oh, yeah, independence. yeah it's it's your ethnic background Your okay
1: i mean i knew what that means but i always get just get very confused because mm. someone say like what's your nationality and i'll I say oh, You're I'm nigerian. Say british no i'm nigerian
0: no nationality is which passport you hold
1: nigerian passport. really yeah, i'm nigerian okay
0: so your ethnicity and your nationality
1: okay see i always get that confused i don't know but yeah like um so what is the question
0: do you care about it
1: i think i do I'm starting to do a lot more. Like, I've always done, just because, like, a lot of things I do is inspired by the fact that, like, I am Nigerian, and there's so much talent, so much juice in being Nigerian. Juice, nice. In being Nigerian. Nice, nice. It's like, when when I go into it, and, like, a lot of people I follow are Nigerians, I just see all the amazing things that they're doing, and it just makes me so happy. And then I read the news of, of what's going on in Nigeria, and it's, it's, like, very disappointing, and, like, very corrupt, and very, like, ridiculous, but... Mm. It's, I'm still proud of the country anyways. Yeah. I I used to think I don't understand people who are very nationalist and stuff who like you know, they they stand for their country because I'm like, your country literally gives you nothing. So like why do you care so much about it? But it's like I'm starting to get there, like trying to see like it's not about what the country has to give you. Yeah. It's just about like it's mainly about the people and like always knowing that when you need when you need it, like Nigerians are always there for you. Cool. Like, even though they're evil sometimes.
0: Um, like, I don't think it's right to cling to these ethnic labels and say um, all people from Nigeria have this particular trait. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. It might be a widespread trait oh. as a result of, like, similar socialization and everything. But it's not something that runs in your blood. Okay. Ethnicity is by nature something that is culturally Taught to us it's something that we're raised with, like having these ideas of, yeah. And with me, um, being Bengali, shout out Bengalese, um, I wouldn't say that I have a particular attachment to the so called homeland. I've been there three times, um, although my parents grew up there and stuff. To me, it is sort of a holiday destination, like it's a nice retreat, and mm-hmm. I have quite a few family members there, but in reality there's no sort of supernatural connection between me and this distant country that I know. But I do still like to use the label, oh, yeah, I'm Bengali, because it gives people some idea of, like, I don't know, my upbringing, some of the things I'm used to. It helps me connect with fellow Bengalis. It's, it's a connecting point, really. But I Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. In line with my hippie way of thinking, I like to think I'm a citizen of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still gonna do the ancestry DNA test though. I wanna see where I'm really from. Ugh. As you can see, I'm a bundle of contradictions. No. Yeah.
1: What musical artists have you felt connected to over, over your lifetime?
0: Um hmm. yeah, I'm very, very basic, so I'm gonna say Justin Bieber. Wow. Like seeing his his growth has been amazing.
1: That's um I don't even know what to say about that.
0: That's wrong like, Justin Bieber?
1: There's nothing wrong with him, but it's, it's like the kind of person you just listen to. You don't connect to him. Like, what has he been through?
0: Mm, he's been through a lot, actually.
1: Yeah, say, tell me, let me know. What has he been through?
0: Um, Well, first of all, he's had a lot of um, hatred imposed on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm joking. I just like being basic. Okay. It's kind of a hobby. Yeah, I
1: think that's best. But yeah, I, would, I, d- I, didn't, I didn't think there was any artist, so I'm like wow i'm connected to you. like i just listen to people there's a lot of people who inspire I me mean, in terms of how they write their music and like yeah. how they perform and like where their truth comes from and all of that stuff but i, I don't think i stand anyone like that
0: mm. cool cool um okay are you an artist that's number uh,
1: that's question nine am i an artist i think i'm a cre- i'm a creative person like I like to do creative things But like I don't like to label it anything Like I take photos That's but what really, would say I really hate being called a photographer Because I'm not a photographer I just take pictures I like taking pictures Okay But then it's like Maybe I don't like labels Let's say that Yeah
0: but, Yeah Um, I don't think you have to be professional In order to call yourself an artist Like You all don't have art to be is.
1: It's just like I, I I just feel like it. Maybe it's just because I think it's pretentious When people are like oh, I'm a photographer. Like no, I think it's more pretentious
0: to say, I'm not into labels. I don't want to call myself no, just a like,
1: I, I don't know. It just irritates my soul every time, like...
0: Irritates your soul, another pretentious term. Yeah, like, Then again,
1: I really I believe in the soul. But, like, I just do not You know when I say irritates my soul? It's like, it's like, just a figure of speech. Like, I don't even... I'm not talking about it in a hippie sense. Like, everyone says that. Like, everyone gets angry and they say stuff like that. But they didn't really mean it. But anyways, like, it just irritates me when, like... Like especially when I revamped my Instagram now, it's like I, um, I was trying to... I first put the photographer in the... You know how you could put the... Yeah. like the description thing and I was like ew no thank you is that
0: just because you're not proud of your work
1: no I'm very proud of my work have you seen the pictures like the people are so beautiful it's like everyone like, like that's not is your work offered. buddy
0: that's God's work
1: I know but like that's why I love taking pictures of people because they're so beautiful like so many amazing people it's like when you're taking the picture of them as well they're, they're always like oh my gosh I'm shy I can't do this I don't look good enough and then you just take the picture and they, and they just look it's like ugh oh, it's so amazing and, but like I just like telling people's story and taking pictures of them and, mm. and that way their story is being told but I, but I don't think I'm a photographer and like yeah but okay
0: cool I'll just direct the question towards myself then do I consider myself an artist um, at crappy five year old art yes I really love painting on canvases um, I'm trying to do some embroidery now mm-hmm. and I really freaking love writing
1: yep same love that even though I haven't been able to do it recently.
0: Trust me, make time in your day to write at least for five minutes every day. It's it's amazing. It changes the I way try that the you interact with stuff yourself as
1: well. But like, even that's a mission. So like, you know, like you. I just have so much things I want to write. I start writing and then I'm just like, I'll continue this next time. Can't be asked. Okay, oh, I'm slightly lazy. I don't know.
0: I don't Am think I, you're lazy, I think you're overworking yourself
1: I feel like this gap here has really made me like consider myself
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that after these identity <laughs> questions um, If you'd grown up in a different environment, do you think you'd have turned out the same?
1: I did where grow did up, up in you grow. a different... Adi-
0: As in, um, in a different environment to where you grew up in Do you think you would have turned out the same?
1: I grew up in two different places. I grew up in Nigeria and I grew up here. So...
0: Okay, if both of those locations... Both of those um, backgrounds were different. Like how? If you grew up in, say, China and uh, Scotland.
1: I mean, I wouldn't know. I don't know what... what Do you think that
0: your... Where you grew up had a profound impact on who you are?
1: Yeah, because the people you're surrounded by, they influence you fantastically more than you think. Yeah. Yeah, I... I don't know. Like growing up in Nigeria, like the f- few years I lived in, the ones I've lived here, mm. it's very, very different. Like it's so different; it's ridiculous. The education's different. The people, are, well, the people aren't that different, but they're very different. Mm. Everything's very different. Like it's, you think like you think like that's why I really. I'm so amazed by people who move here during GCSE and, like, especially the last two years, year yeah, 10 and 11. they're driven.
0: They learn the English yeah. language. They, um, they do their exams. Uh, someone that I work with currently, she moved here. Um, then within, like, a year or something, she learned English. She sat five A-levels. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, and even if they get C's in their GCSE, I feel like that's still higher than people who have been here all their life. Yeah. And again, like...
0: Yeah, it's completely subjective. It, it's because, not.
1: like, it's so incredible, the fact that they come here, you have to learn a whole new language immediately. You have to do maths and English and, and mm. the three sciences for some people. And it's, like... It's...
0: Amazing. Yeah. Okay, what's your Patronus?
1: I don't know what that is.
0: Oh, my God, you're not a Harry Potter fan. No, I don't know. Yeah, I, why am I making a podcast with you?
1: I mean, I'm, I, I've seen all the movies and I've read the first and last book, but, like, I don't remember that Patronus
0: is like the entity that like represents you it protects you the Patronus charm okay I'm a squirrel by the way if an animal or a creature were to represent you what would that creature be?
1: Um, why didn't you just say that?
0: it's called a Patronus okay
1: um, I don't know if an animal I'd probably say a puppy
0: a puppy oh that works with you definitely yes with your whiny voice and your puppy dog right. eyes right yep. <laughs> um okay so you probably can't answer the next question which is which Harry Potter house would you be in
1: oh 100% Slytherin
0: like ooh cool mm. I think I'm Ravenclaw but also Hufflepuff mm. but Luna Lovegood is in Ravenclaw okay and I don't know Hufflepuffs they like their plants they like being a bit strange they like the colour yellow so I don't know we'll see by the end of this gap yeah <laughs> okie doke. Um, could you live as a hermit?
1: Hermit the frog, or hermit the frog?
0: Hermit, as in someone who lives alone, who spends their time alone. Yes. You could be. I feel like yes. you're a very people person.
1: I can be a people person, but I think I like my aloneness, especially when I'm alone and listening to like podcasts and stuff. Mm. Ugh. T- so I love
0: it. But then you're not really alone because you're surrounding yourself with voices. Nice
1: mm, space Yeah.
0: It's a good cure for loneliness, this gap here. Gap years can be extremely lonely because... It's
1: so lonely. Oh, my gosh. Like, especially in the first month when you start seeing everyone go to uni and stuff. Like, it just makes you feel... Makes you feel somehow. Like, I feel like this first month, like, September's been... Probably it's been very depressing I'm not gonna lie. It's been very, very depressing.
0: Yeah, and I've got seasonal depression, so that combined with the circumstantial depression mm-hmm. is just like one big explosion of depression. It's not fun.
1: It's really not. Like it makes you just reevaluate everything. Like Yeah.
0: But then again you know, I'm it's not. Meaningful. Taking the cap
1: here, but you know.
0: no no no, trust me. It's gonna be great. Okay, so let's move on to the crux of this episode. So we said it's about purpose. And I asked you what your purpose is, and you said you don't really have one because you're sort of going with the flow.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I used to say that quite a lot, but I think that 18 being such a crucial age, arbitrarily defined, of course, the age of adulthood, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's really important to pick the philosophical Mm -hmm. school of thought that you are going to adhere to for the rest of your life, like, your values, what shapes you now, what your purpose is. Okay. Don't you agree?
1: I don't think so, because I feel like when you you pick that, because I feel like that's the problem with GCSE and, like, A-levels and all that stuff, because... Mm -hmm. It forces you to to start like putting yourself in a box where like I'm going to do these subjects so I can do this at sixth form so I can do this at university mm. and then so I can get this career but then like a lot of jobs that a lot of us are going to do mm. hasn't even been in exi- it's not existing yet like yeah. it, every single day there's a new job that's created because yeah. demands are changing but because people have like put themselves in that mindset that. I'm going to be a lawyer now because I've done these subjects, That's all they go for.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that purpose should be something so... That you're so, like, easily able to define as something like a career. That's not purpose-based. That's destination-based.
1: Yeah, but for a lot of people, that is their purpose. Their purpose, like, like no one really... I feel like any young person you, like... Gets what their purpose is immediately, where they're like, My purpose is to be happy and stuff. It's like everyone's purpose is to be happy. Everyone wants to be happy. We're a bunch
0: of hedonists. But
1: you need you still need a very something tangible, something that you could achieve and say, okay, number one, that's successful. Number two, that's like make me proud, make my family proud. And like I can say I've achieved something. And then maybe I can say I've to some extent reach my purpose because there's so many purposes that's right, right my religious purpose what the bible says like i'm here to do i'm here to praise god and i'm here to like to to, to basically preach the gospel and stuff that is and my purpose god as a christian in the world mm-hmm.
0: yeah okay so bringing purpose into it what has your story been thus far from birth to now, what has your story been?
1: Maybe you go first, because I don't... I? Would Should did, I wouldn't yeah, would know to answer. Okay.
0: Um, so, I was born on a cold, wintry night. Yeah. joking. Okay. In December. Yes. Um, purpose. Obviously, when I was a kid, when you're a kid, you don't really have purpose. You just run around and have as much fun as you can. Um, I was very much a tomboy. I came from a massive Bengali family. Uh, we were crazy. Um, I really, really loved learning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I loved school so, so much, and I also loved playing outside and being crazy. Um, and I kind of lost that like streak of childlike bliss somewhere along the way. Unfortunately, um, I don't know. I don't want to go too into de- detail because hopefully I'll write an autobiography and you can find out all the, the saucy bits. <laughs> um yeah you know primary school was just amazing it was heaven on earth yeah secondary school eh? sixth form stressful joke (laughs) and now i'm here
1: yeah what's my story it's like similar like i've always loved school like my purpose has just been to do really well in school yeah and like just to be sane
0: Sane.
1: Yeah, like, just, you know, never stress myself. Because I feel like I've been surrounded by a lot of people who are just stressed and stressed and stressed. Yeah. Not, like, indirectly surrounded by them, but, like, I've just seen them around people who have just I tried so hard. absorb that so kind hard. of stuff. Exactly. But then, like, that's why, like, I know myself. I'm someone who, like, has to put stress on myself as a result of that. Yeah. Where, like, I feel like if I'm not if i don 't have a thousand things to do in one day, mm. like i haven 't done enough for that day so
0: you 're a human doer
1: like I have to be doing stuff like even even like when i when I take a day off, my day off involves me doing stuff, and like that makes me happy because if i 'm not doing stuff it 's just it 's not like I feel empty it 's just like i just it just feels like what 's the point like you have to be doing Finka, things
0: I hate to tell you, but You're a slave to the capitalist system.
1: But it's not about making money. Me doing things has nothing to do with money. But it's
0: preparing you for it. Like, like
1: I'm someone who, like, if I'm not reading a book on the day on my day off, like, that's me doing something. Like, I have to be reading a book or I'm listening to a lecture or I'm, like, listening to a TED Talk or something. Like, I have to be... Even if it has nothing to do with my education or something, I need to be doing those things because I just... What's the point of just sleeping for the whole day? Or, like, for... It's like... I yeah, just but need being
0: to be. doesn't entail doing nothing at all. Well, that's
1: me being, though. Okay. Like, that's my being and what brings me happiness. What brings me happiness is, like, constantly doing things.
0: Are you sure that's not more compulsive?
1: Why is it compulsive?
0: Because you're not happy with yourself if you're not doing.
1: But I'm, I'm not happy with myself because I know I could be doing something. So it makes me happy to know that I'm doing something that I'm proud of today. I've I've listened to four lectures and I've taken good notes and that could become relevant like in the next two weeks or in like the next year or something because I remember oh I took notes on that like I remember what that is I know what Afro Afro natural nationalism is yeah I can talk about that because yeah. like I need to do those kind of things.
0: Mm. So, like I said earlier, one of the main um, objectives of this podcast is to have us be as open and frank and authentic as possible. Mm. So, something that I want to promise is that I, I am trying not to care about pride at all. Like, I still have high standards. Hopefully, let's hope. Um, but pride is something that I'm trying to dispense with completely. Like, I am not going to be fake. I'm going to talk about anxiety, depression, all the ugly stuff. hmm my genuine views. And I'm not going to... I'm trying not to filter it. Yeah. Are you going to do the same?
1: Of course. I always do that.
0: Brilliant. Okay. And I like that we no longer have to, like, filter ourselves for, like, the yeah. staff body at our school. We're just us. Okay. So, in terms of purpose, um, when I was younger, throughout primary school, I would say my my purpose, like, my abstract purpose was to be first honestly like coming first in class that was my thing and it kind of followed me all the way um, to GCSE time and I think that time is when I realised that this is not enough to serve me as a purpose Mm -hmm. because I've always loved learning yes but it's like I was collecting knowledge in vain because you have that immediate response of like enjoying what you're learning but then what's the knowledge for? And with regard to uh, uh, to career, um, career ideas, I would always like change erratically between different careers. So I wanted to be a neuroscientist, an astronaut, a doctor, a lawyer. Um, I wanted to be a lawyer in GCC, yeah. And then I wanted to be a journalist. And then I kind of, I kind of like stopped. For a moment between year 11 and year 12 and i was just like what am i really chasing and by this time i'd already got the place at the sixth form we went to which we mm-hmm. shall not name um not that it's a bad sixth form at all but
1: very great church, yes. so they did good
0: stuff. yeah but um yeah i was just thinking is this what i want to let my purpose be just chasing a particular career and wanting to come first like surely that means that there's something that's missing within me that I'm trying to fill by pursuing a certain career and titles will not let me fill that void. Mm. Is that making any sense to you whatsoever? It's making
1: some sense, yeah.
0: Because, okay, I achieved a lot at secondary school, like a lot, not to toot my own horn at all, but I was so unhappy and Justin Bieber talked about this the other day as well, how he'd collected so many accolades, so many this, so much that. These things that we attach ourselves to as destinations, we chase them, we get there, and we realise that we're still exactly the same person, or we're the same person, but with diminished health. Oh? Okay, like I was saying, um, sort of attaching ourselves to these destinations. And I realised this pretty early on because... Um when I was a preteen, an aunt of mine gave me a book called um, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Have you read it? Okay, so it's about a monk who sells his Ferrari. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's talking about dispensing with materialism and material achievements as our sources of self-worth. And our... I mean, that
1: title me is very contradictory because a monk, why does a monk have a Ferrari in the first place?
0: Um, it's because he... I think it's based on a true story. Um, The guy was highly successful, and I say that with inverted commas, it's our idea of material success. Mm -hmm. He was a very successful guy, but he was deeply, deeply unhappy. And ever since then, I've seen it everywhere. So my favorite YouTubers, a lot of them, they all, I mean, they talk about this thing of getting to where they've always wanted to be, and then that's when it hits them the hardest that I am so dissatisfied
1: But a lot of time, I actually feel like that's self-imposed. Why? Because, like, obviously, if you set yourself a goal, like, this is what I want to do and this is where I want to be in two years' time or something, it's like, why is it that when you finally achieve that, you're not happy with what you've achieved?
0: It's because of what the modern system glamorises in terms of, oh, these cars will make you happy, these titles will make you happy, this job will make you happy... And it's crazy because I've met so many people who are at the absolute tops of their careers and, you know, they've got really bad depression, they are not happy with their lives at all. So I think rather than favouring an outward-in approach where it's like, I'm going to collect these titles, I'm going to get that PhD, I'm going to be a top lawyer, and then I'll work on the inside, I think Mm -hmm. it's so important to favour an inward-out approach. And that is the main purpose of my gap year to fill this void within me that I've been carrying for so, so long and then I'll move on to carrying maybe some, I mean um, <laughs> accumulating maybe some more accolades but honestly they won't mean much to me at all compared to my spiritual, mental emotional and basically mental mm-hmm. and physical health those things mean absolutely nothing like what are they? They're just things for me to say oh I've done this, be envious of me
1: no i i wouldn't i don't agree with that with to a hundred percent because I feel like you do need those those kind of physical things that say like you've been successful and it doesn't have to be a thing about like you're comparing yourself with something because for a lot of people it's just a it's it's a personal aim oh yeah, like definitely. you look around you and you see like oh this is where I've come from these are the people who are, who are around me, and then you understand that me wanting to get into the best uni, me wanting to get to the best career, it's not just something for me.
0: Yeah, it's but because you can't of all make those your, people
1: around me as well.
0: You can't make your sense of contentment contingent on that, like, at all. But we've it's been not We've been tricked into thinking that you'll get there and then you'll be satisfied with yourself. In reality, we're wired to just look for the next thing. We're such restless beings.
1: Yeah, but it's not about being content or not. It's just about because you need to get somewhere to get to the next step like if if you stay on the same level all the time then like what's the like honestly I might keep saying this but then what it's like why feel in this situation like what is the point it's like we're talking about purpose now and on all of this like what you think purpose is but if purpose is not to get to the to get to the next step and then go from the next step to another step then why, why do we try why don't we just stay stationary kind of thing Like the same thing on Sunday now, last Sunday, they were talking about kind of purpose in church as well. Mm. And I was, a lot of what they were saying, I was thinking to myself, like, if that's the case, then what's the point? Like, why don't we just sit down and like, why don't we just sit and just wait till the end time? No,
0: but what I'm saying is your purpose can't be a particular destination, like, oh, to be a CEO. I think it needs to be something abstract, like even if that's something as basic as helping people that's your purpose now you've got an abstract purpose because if it's constantly getting to a next stage eventually you'll have exhausted all your means like you get to the absolute top and then what
1: but then if, if i if my it's my purpose is i want to help people how do I quantify that? Like, how do I know I am to help people?
0: I think you start with a purpose and then you look at the means through which you can do it. Which qualifications will help me achieve this purpose?
1: But, like, but then again, helping people is very subjective, wouldn't you say? Yeah, of
0: course, purpose itself is very subjective. That that could
1: mean something else. So, maybe me becoming a CEO is going to help so many people Mm -hmm. because then I can start hiring people who... In a hundred years, would never be have been hired because of their background or because they didn't get like certain grades at GCST or A levels.
0: Yeah, so that's, like that's quite a noble purpose.
1: My aim to get up there. Yeah. Is that my purpose then?
0: But I don't think you should look at the title in isolation and point to that and say that's what I'm trying to reach. I mean, okay, for the time being, that is what I'm trying to reach. But there needs to be a reason behind it. It can't just be so I feel good about myself because that's not going to happen. If you don't feel good about yourself from the start of the journey, you will not feel good about yourself at the end of the journey.
1: Hmm. Hmm. hmm.
0: Trust me. Trust I have me. A
1: lot, I have a lot to say about it. If bit,
0: you have things to say, then say them. Because I'm just thinking, like, it
1: just seems very... Uh, what's the word? Mm.
0: You're going to say hippie. Go ahead. No, not even
1: hippie. It's, like... seems very...
0: Idealistic.
1: Like, ugh. It's, like you need you need to be able to say like this is where i see myself in 5 years kind of thing
0: yeah of course i'm because saying that can't be the sole thing if you want contentment i'm not saying no stay stagnant don't be don't conform to with the...
1: anything there there's no such thing as contentment like I think if you, there is You'd if be you be surprised if you feel like you even flipping, even monks who have gone to like some mountain in fuji or something to live there for the rest of their life they that they they're probably lying to themselves that they're content at that point because there's there's so much more that well, they could, okay. that they probably know that they can they, they could be helping so many more people. They could be do it They could be even more cleansed than they are at this moment. They could be more spiritual than they are in that on that this so-
0: Obviously, you have the polar extremes of, like, utter restlessness, never, never being satisfied. And then you have the polar extreme of utter contentment. And... Oh, thank you. Um, I don't think either state is normal or feasible to be at, um, or sustainable at all. But you can be closer to one than the other. Like, on the one hand, you have the, the complete human being where all your satisfaction rests on being just being but if you subscribe to that fully then you're just lazy and you're not doing anything at all with your life or you're completely always doing and doing and doing and then it's like you've sacrificed your humanity to be a robot like a machine you're just churning out so-called productivity but really you're kind of sending your soul Wouldn't you agree? Like, the comparison that I always draw is between people who I always idolized as being um, super successful. I want my life to be like theirs. But in reality, like, the lives that they present on social media, first of all, is very different to the reality of their lives. Where they've caused themselves, like, absolute wreckage in terms of health as a result of, like, chronic stress and all that. Compare them to people in um, highly spiritual Sufi places like Turkey, even Syria, war-torn places like Syria and Palestine. The people there are amazingly content, like, I mean, I'm generalizing hugely but if you meet people from there and the kind of values that they hold to be true and what kind of contentment and health that that's brought into their lives
1: but would you say they're, they're content to an extent as you say or like so the people who are content they're only that because of the circumstances of their country because there's not a lot more that you could grab for so, for example, like I know in Nigeria, growing up in Nigeria, I just said a lot of people I was surrounded by were equally content with like their upbringing and their, the the fact that their family was so poor and all of that. So, but they were content again because that was their, that's that they're limited already by life. So they, they already said to themselves like, there's not a lot I can achieve. So what's the point? Like I'm just content with what I have, and that that makes me happy.
0: I think you're generalizing. Hugely Explain and my because yeah. um, many people in these countries are highly educated. They're engineers. They're scientists. I'm talking this, about that. my
1: country. i about Nigeria. Like these people don't go to school. Like they, these are kids that I, I would that wouldn't even wear clothes, just roaming about the street, just. Because the Nigerian government, there's 10 million kids, I keep saying, this, there's 10 million kids in Nigeria who are not in school. And the, for some reason, that's not a priority for the Nigerian government. The priority is something else that has nothing to do with what they should be facing. There are uni students in Nigeria who, they haven't seen a lecture anymore, because that's how their situation is. That's what, that's con- and that's considered Okay those people they they have to be content because that's that's all they have they have no they they don't have the opportunities we have here where we can we can riot and do all of this they do their riots and stuff but does it do anything it really doesn't because again in the western world you have all this all this like reasons and all these ways that you could you could comment about what's going on but they don't have that because it's a third world country So, they have to be content, and that's where, but we don't have to be that kind of content. We can help them so they don't have to be that kind of content. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. In particularly impoverished countries, there's this thing of they don't know any better. Like, these standards that we see are evidently terrible, like in terms of education, in terms of sanitation, they don't know any better. But I'm arguing for a sort of middle ground where it isn't about constant restlessness uh, restlessness, and um, chasing these material goals. But it's also not about, like, completely dropping our standards once and for all, like, altogether. It's about this middle path where we're grateful with what we have and we're not constantly chasing something. Because the whole notion of the American dream, which is sort of um what the whole western world is now built on the nature of it is that the destinations that you're supposed to arrive at are completely illusory you will never arrive there i guess that's with all pursuits of happiness right you know there's
1: so many people who like the the people who decide that they're going to leave their war-torn country and like illegally migrate to america and like switzerland and migrate to the uk and all of that stuff they don't do it because, because they, because they, they think the purpose here is better than purpose in where they're coming from. They do it out of necessity. That's
0: out of necessity, yeah. yeah.
1: So, like, are you saying that they should just stay where they are and, like, be content with that kind of situation? And, like, not... Because a lot of them, you're risking the life of their unborn babies, the life of their one-year-old, two-year-old. They're not doing it because they're selfish or because they... No,
0: of course not. That's not what I'm arguing at all. Mm-hmm. They're obviously doing it for economic security, for survival reasons. But when you're already quite comfortable and you're still constantly chasing then what are you doing that for
1: well, but it's kind of like it's a very ironic argument isn't it like the fact that wh- why can why can those people continue to fight because they'd literally
0: more? die if they don't make that decision yeah
1: but then they know that what they're going what they're striving for is going to make them happier like you could argue in so many, I don't know, a twisted way that they're happy in the war-tongue country that they are, they're happy in the fact that they don't get education, all of that so th- that means they should be content with what they have then if, if they find some glimmer of happiness so they don't have to come to migrate illegally to another country. I but don't think
0: contentment thing. necessitates stagnation. I think, okay. So my way of thinking about this is there's a huge distinction to be made between. The hustle culture that we've normalised—like you always have to be being doing, 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 chasing to things that you'll never quite reach. Like you're you're chasing these huge ideals of happiness. You're never going to get there because you've become you've 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 made yourself become this like hunky wolf I still, for success. I, think, I
1: actually think it's a generalisation to think that people who have reached the top aren't happy because like. A lot of people make that argument And I'm like, I didn't get it It's like people are always saying that thing about Money doesn't mean happiness But having money will make you very happy Like, it, it's At least having something Will make you understand that At least there's something There's something to Feed the family with, there's something to pay the rent with. So it's like it, that's yeah, what exactly. holds a you lot can... of people back. Like the fact that they keep thinking uh, people who have made it are uh, unhappy because they, they, people, money doesn't mean everything. So they stop trying to to be to get to a high positions and stuff. Mm. But. You need to continue. No matter how, like, no matter if you're the richest person in the world, that doesn't mean I can give up now. Like, Steve Jobs never gave up because, like, oh, I've I've made, I've made the, the latest technology. No, no other company has reached this. I think it's time for me to stop now. You don't do that because you have to keep going because you know you can always better yourself. So, whatever like this purpose thing is. It doesn't just stop once you, like... So me saying, like, in five years' time, I see myself in this company, yeah. it doesn't mean that for, in 20 years' time, I'm still in the same company. That's not it, because there's still so much what I want to do, but at least I have that goal, so I know, like, everything I'm doing now is worth it, because in, in five years' time, this is where I see myself. So I'm working yeah. towards that five years' time. And if you don't have that, then, yeah. again, what's
0: the point? I know, I'm saying that there should be some kind of... I mean, we should um, assume a middle path where when we get to that destination that we've been chasing, we're able to kind of stop and smell the roses and not just think, okay, where's the next garden?
1: I agree with that.
0: You don't agree that you should be able to stop and smell the roses I for a can,
1: while. you can. You can, can any time you can stop and, and just take it. You could take a day off. You could, but you don't have to. Like, are you saying stop for like? Like, I, I would say what we stop. I
0: don't mean literally. I mean to be able to appreciate where you are. I know,
1: but like, I'm, I'm, I would say like in a literal way, like we taking a gap here, yeah? like we we stop.
0: I am so glad I have. And like we start to
1: smell the roses, as you'd say. Mm. But it doesn't mean, like, by the end of it, we'll be happier than we've ever been. Maybe.
0: Um, I think it really depends on how you are choosing to spend your time, and we'll go into that in. Because a bit. even
1: with this gap here now. Mm-hmm like, it's not a working class agenda, like that, the, the idea of a gap year and like finding yourself and resting and we, we can't do that as, a, as working class people, we need to get a job and most of the time that job will not be an easy job there has to be like a, a late night shift job because that's where the good money is if you want to get the high top, if you're in your CV you're probably not good enough to get there because you haven't been to this school and like I don't know how they still judge you and things like that but they will judge you on that because they're judging you on the same level as people who have gone to universities already so you won't be able to get the job you need to make good money and like to travel it's not like it's free travel you have to pay for all this stuff so where does the money come from so even in this gap here we'll probably end up still stressing so much harder than like we, we probably have ever stressed yeah. because it's a new kind of stress like for example, we don't have the free bus bus anymore, so we have to work to be able to get bus bus mm. to pay for the journey so we don't get a fine or something. Like, we don't have the luxuries we had when we were younger, so we don't get all this government-funded stuff, wherever that was. Like, we don't get all of that anymore. So everything we do now, we do as adults and individuals.
0: My hand is really hurting.
1: I'm holding the mic. <laughs> so, I'm just saying to, so like, because we've stopped now from, like, the hard pressure of, like, nine to five or nine to six wherever time we stayed in sixth form or like you stopped from the nine nine a.m. on all the homework and stuff to take a breather a, a before we go back into university that doesn't mean like we're going to be happier that doesn't mean like yeah. we're reflecting on our purpose it just means that we're taking a break for now but yeah I mean it. of course
0: there is the realist dimension like we have to do certain things in order to survive working for hours but um what i was trying to explain is that these titles just cannot fill a void as i said before if you start off with a void you have to work on that void first whether that's through like therapizing whether that's through whatever self-talk this that um being human like taking care of your eating needs your sleeping needs your social connection needs and then you can thrust yourself into whatever um capitalist rat race you wish you know Mm -hmm. but for me personally this gap year was much needed because yes I did tie quite a lot of my self worth like oh these grades you know these titles this this that and it didn't serve me at all And what I'm doing this gap here, um, as I've already told you, is I'm splitting my life into five crucial dimensions, and I hope to carry this on um, into the rest of my life. So the dimensions are, in hierarchical order, spiritual, I'm very much focusing on, you know, Sufism and Islam. they kind of they, they are the same thing to me um mental because I have suffered from immense anxiety and depression and I'll go into this um on our mental health episode and that became absolutely crippling and severely diminished my quality of life so what I realized at that dark dark time of depression um is that whether or not I'm a student with depression or whether I'm a student with depression or I don't know a Cambridge graduate, I had a Cambridge offer, I missed it um, whether I'm a Cambridge graduate with depression I'm still depressed like I need to work on that first and that is one of the primary purposes of this gap here, like absolutely there is no way i can carry on into the rest of my life feeling so hollow and crap about myself like no title no achievements are going to fill that and my biggest nightmare is ending up like certain people who started off like me with similar problems of anxiety and depression they thought accumulating all this was going to help them in reality they stressed themselves out so much that they absolutely collapsed This is completely anecdotal, of course. Um, I'm not going to generalize to everyone who reaches this point, but um, my aunt has a close friend who is so, so, so successful on the outside. His social media uh, accounts scream success. In reality, he's struggling so badly with clinical depression, he can't get out of bed each day. So hopefully you can see where I'm coming from, that I'm favoring this inward-out approach. Like, I was rock bottom in terms of mental health, like, absolutely shite. But anyway, moving on. Um, So the spiritual dimension, the mental dimension, the physical dimension... Your girl's got a gym membership. You know how it be. Um, I'm also trying out a new diet. I've done quite a lot of research into what would suit my sort of ethnic makeup. What would suit my mental health conditions. um, And what I want out of it. I want good skin. I want a good figure. Got the diet down for that, hopefully. Um, So, spiritual, mental, physical. um, What was the fourth one? Spiritual, mental... Physical. Oh, social, social. Um, social, if you're a Desi listener, you'd understand what it's like to have a massive extended family who at times can be quite toxic. Um, we've had a lot of severe falling outs in our family. We've had lots of, like, friction and all that. And this year, I'm going to do my best to, like, amend... uh, repair those kind of tears and stuff to the best of my ability Um, I want to get much closer to the people who I want to be in my life for the rest of my life because right now I know so many people and everyone I know is brilliant in their own way of course but I think I need to sort of filter these acquaintances in such a way that I have my people that are going to be there for me and I'll be there for them for the rest of our lives. And um, that will involve my reduced use of social media because what I found is that I have been using social media so much so that it's sort of... I've almost been using it as a semi-replacement for my need for actual human connection. Okay, I'm talking a lot. But... um, finally finally and this is the bottom of my hierarchy is academia and professional because i think without the first four categories down the last category means absolutely nothing to me like nothing so yeah the last thing academia and professional um i've got that job uh working on um reapplying to university hopefully in a much better state like i want my way of seeing the world and this subjective consciousness of mine to be completely rearranged by the end of the year and i'll be able to step into the other like material achievements that i'm able to achieve
1: i just want to wanna improve myself you know yeah be very stereotypical and like find myself in this gap yard you yeah know? maybe take a gap yard in india kind of thing but it's not happening i'm not going to india. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know why India is such a favoured destination for finding yourself. If you want to find yourself, you look inwards, my dude. Anyway, um, now what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so I think a crucial question to start from is, do you like yourself exactly as you are?
1: you you answer that question first
0: okay so I think this was one of my reasons for trying to like find worth in being first in this and that Um, I don't think I liked myself how I was like I think there was a huge space for self hatred actually within me a huge 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 void of that um And yeah, I want my levels of, like, self-comfort, literally self-comfort, which will prevent me from being restless in the material world, Mm -hmm. um, to be at least at a baseline level, at least neutral. I'm... Like I don't need to be this or that in order to be comfortable with myself. Like I want this the foundation to be at least flat, so then I can build on it, rather than hollow and then I just try and fill it, and nothing really gets
1: filled. Yeah, um, I would say.
0: Hello,
1: sweets.
0: Um, this again is directed towards my desi audience, although I'm sure other people from other cultures can relate. But um, what I've noticed is the way that I look at myself is from a very outward-in um, approach, like through external eyes, and just like, what are they going to think about me? What are they going to think about me? Like at one point and for a long time um, my entire purpose was just satisfying my family and my parents but that's not enough like if it's from an inward thing where I'm comfortable with myself and I want to make them happy then that's cool that's very that's great but if there's a friction between what I actually want and what my family want then that just creates massive scope for anxiety for constant restlessness and constant dissatisfaction um Okay, and finally, I want to say that you can't simply dispense of your material considerations, like especially being working class, like you absolutely cannot do that. But at the same time, it's really important to realize that these titles and such are not all there is. And comparing yourself to people your age who are achieving amazing things, that's not healthy because this is your own journey. And it's about building yourself on the inside and then being able to build yourself on the outside too. What we're going to conclude each episode is by summarizing, which I guess I've just done.
1: Yeah. Um, And then we talk about what have you been listening to this week? Oh, okay.
0: What have I been listening to? What have you
1: been listening to? What have you been 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 watching? Who have you been inspired by? I
0: have been listening to and I've been inspired by Um, two podcasts, firstly Coffee with Kareem which is all about Islamic psychology and Sufism I'm really obsessed with Sufism right now and um, The Boys in the Cave which is another Islamic podcast and it's super, super interesting like um, I've been really in touch with the Deen Islam recently and um, I've been asking myself so many theological questions and each time I have a question it gets answered somehow. So I was really confused about like free will and predestination as I have been for quite some time. Um, I prayed and I asked for an answer to that. A friend sent me a link to this podcast and I understand it now. But um, in terms of what I've been reading, um, I'm reading books by Sufis and um, a really interesting article about The Case for God's Existence by Robin, Robin Parrott yeah and I've been watching my usual youtubers Like Sabitaha, um where I live who else yeah just whatever comes up of my subscription fee.
1: um I've been listening recently to. Radio Lab, fall in love with Radio Lab more, and the way they tell their it's stories. But nice, like, I wanna, I want us to like make a podcast nice. like similar to Radio Lab in terms of like just finding stories. Like they literally talk about the most absurd things. So like the m- most recent episode is about um, the eel, you know the fish, <laughs> the eel, and like it's so interesting. It's like something that I would never myself go out to search, but they talk about it. And I'm like, wow, it's actually quite interesting. Is, that my hair? I think I
0: think
1: it is my I think Yeah. So basically, they're talking about how no one knows where the ill comes from. It's like you just see the ill. Like they tried the scientists have tried for decades now to try to follow it to the origin, but the ill is me. It's
0: wow. me
1: when I retreat into my room. Huh? I always lose track of it. It's really interesting stuff, but no one would actually go into such room. Um, and I've been, so I've been, I've been reading. We'd like to inform you that tomorrow be killed along with our families, which is a about, like, the Rwandan genocide. I was supposed to finish it in September, but I've been busy, so I have like... I'm almost done. I have about three chapters left. But the way he tells the story of the genocide is so it's like everything is real it's not fiction it's a non-fiction book which is like that's part of like my my gap here as well to read more non-fiction because yeah. all of my life i think i've just read fiction because it's just easier and it's like it's safer but i'm trying to read more non-fiction and, but and this is like the perfect one to start with because it's like talking about real things but you paint it in a way where like you have to take a second to to realize that actually wow this is talking about real things like yeah when he describes like a dead body that's burning that actually happened he's not just making that up that's something that actually happened in Rwanda like that was something that happened between the Tutsis and the hooties. Hooties, like, and that's just it's just so incredible and for music I've been listening to oh Tamino gosh. No. oh my god oh. listen to Tamino Amir I think I'm somewhat cool because I've been listening to the 1975 so I no, think I
0: guess fair. I'm Chris it's, it's, it's better than Justin Bieber we love you we love Canada does so well cool. so Just intruder and brown
1: face. Like I didn't think that should be a thing as much as it is. I really don't think. I feel like
0: he apologised so sincerely.
1: Yeah. Number one he apologised and number two that was too long ago. Yeah. And I feel like he's learned the error his ways right now. And regardless if he was a teacher back then or not. Like the fact that no one in that party found a problem with it back then, but now they're finding a problem with it, it just shows there's some there's like it's just political propaganda again. I feel like they need to stop using the pain of like people of color to like fight their agendas at this point it's like if you can't find a way to bring someone down, stop using race to do it because yeah. we have bigger problems like people of colour to face than like you using our our pain to like fight to bring someone down. It just pissed me off there's no need for that. Yeah but.
0: for sure. But um we should discuss that in another episode in depth. But anyway the final final thing that we're gonna have in each episode is our goals
1: for the week. So do you wanna go first? Yeah my goal for the week is to get more sleep. I oh, for sleeping. sure. Yeah. Sleep
0: is super important. Yeah, and cause... I'm a massive hypocrite because I suffer from middle insomnia.
1: Because I don't have the... You know, I can't make the excuse about... 6th form anymore because I'm done with that so like yeah
0: the but, stress um, we're now, left so with like, it's like, cushions. Yeah. yeah PTSD yeah. it's now you know? work
1: stress Yeah. So, it's transferred from education to work so yeah. now it's like well
0: and my goals for the week are firstly to stop randomly scrolling whenever I'm bored on like Twitter and Pinterest oh, oh my, my gosh.
1: gosh
0: it's so bad Um also to drink more water to go to the gym every day um, what else to eat well Um, To be extra productive at work, and Mm -hmm. to attend Sufi worship sessions, it's legit. Yeah, anyway, um, I hope you all have an amazing week, and... um,
1: Remember to mind the gap. That's not
0: funny, and that's not going to
1: stick. Anyway, bye, bye!